I'm Katherine Gallagher. I'm Jan Pesson. And this is Bitchin' About Food. Jan, I'm back. I'm thrilled. I am back. My voice is back. Yeah. I'm not hacking and coughing in the alley. No, I think we're all pretty excited. While you try and limp the show along. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Just kidding. You did fine. But you were a lot quieter than I was. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of pauses. Lots of pauses. Yeah. Lots (laughs) of pauses. Okay. You were fine. Okay. We have some housekeeping. Yeah. Housekeeping. So here's how sad we are. For those of us who are, for those of you guys who are listening and listening, our 35 listeners, here's how sad Jan and I were. When Sheila Linderman was on last week, when she said, oh no, there's this place in Westchester. We we sort of hinted at it when we were doing the podcast, but Jan and I both reacted like we had just both been charged with an electric prod- cattle prod. We were like, Twing, Westchester. And we looked at each other and we were just like, oh. And, and where I, did we go right after the podcast? I knew, I knew exactly. We went right to yeah. that restaurant. As soon as we're like, bye, Sheila. So nice to meet you. Thanks for coming by. And Jan goes, get to that fucking restaurant. So we're like driving, steaming down Lincoln yeah. Boulevard. And I go, I go, oh, where's Manchester? Where's Manchester? So I go, oh my God, Jan, this is right by our house. She's like, go faster. But then here's what happened. We get to the restaurant. Okay, first of all, Sheila was not kidding. It was in the shittiest little strip mall you've mm. ever seen in your life, ever. And on the side of the restaurant, it says Italian Iranian food. And right away, I was like, no, 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 no. I hate that shit. I hate that mixed culture thing. Like in my old neighborhood, there was a place that said Indian, Chinese, Japanese, sushi, <laughs> you know, all in one. Uh, no, it's going to suck. It's yeah. going to be bad. You can't do like multi. Well, so this is, right. this is Persian. Yeah, but and it was it, in, in Italian Iranian food right. is what they said on the side, and I would have never ever gone there. Which never. I've, I've eaten it twice now. Oh, you went back? Yeah, I went back. Oh. Um, well, wait. First, let me tell the story. Okay. So we walk in that. Remember, we, we have a guest. So I know. Make it short. I'm making it short. Okay. God. <sighs> okay. Go anyway, so we walk in there, and the nicest, sweetest man took care of us. And Jan immediately orders the lamb kubade, which is what Sheila told us to order. And then there was a guy that came in and he ordered like 60 packs of food. Remember that guy? <laughs> he had like all this food. Yeah. So we're like, this has to be, and we took an, I took it home and you and, you and Jan, you and Frema poked your head out the door and said, hey, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. But, uh, and then since then I've done another to-go order, but it doesn't really agree with my mother's stomach terribly well. Okay. So, and I'm, you know, Persian food for me, I can take it or leave it. Okay. So I'm mostly probably going to leave it. Well, I'm going to make Dean go there. Okay. I want to try it. Okay. Now, I did find another place not too far from us on Lincoln somewhere called Zinc. Okay, good. Which was good. Okay. What and kind they of have, um, hard to explain. I don't know. I like French, okay. American. All right. And they have a, like a cafe area where you can buy stuff to go and you'd good. like it. Okay. You'd, you'd be into it. There's all kinds of like cooking stuff and spices okay. and okay. blah, good. blah. Okay. So right. there's a place. Okay, good. For good. us to go. Okay. Okay. All moving right. on. Moving on. Enough. Today oh, we have... And just one housekeeping oh. thing. Sorry. Cle- cleaning thing for me. <gasps> I'm going to try not to repeat what the person says and then say it and then say what I want to say. Because I noticed I do that. And I was watching a little video of my grandniece and she does the same thing. And I thought, mm, don't really want to do that. You mean if so, a guest says something, you'll parrot exactly what they say and then... So I, are you saying I'm going to parrot? Yeah, that's what I do. I parrot. I don't notice that. Yeah, I notice that. Okay, anyway, whatever. let's move on. All right. Okay. Today we have a very special guest. I yes. mean, getting this girl here was Herculean because she is a busy person. She's a wife, a mother, an actress, a writer, a producer, a director, a bon vivant, a boulevardier, a <laughs> roué. I'm just kidding. She's a fabulous person, a dear friend of She's ours. She's a maven. Wel- welcome 
Francesca Rollins. Yeah. 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 Hello, everyone. Thank God. Hi, Tesca. Hi. Hi, Janet. Hi. Hi. Hi, honey. Hi, Catherine. So we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. We have to bitch about food, but I, we have to do a little background on you and oh, okay. what, what your deal is. Can so. I just interrupt one second just to say that when you brought up Sheila Linderman's name, that made me laugh because she made and advised and sent the recipe for the wedding cake for my first wedding. I did what? not know that. Yes. Wow, it's a small world. Mm. I did mm -hmm. not know that. She yes. did. Did she? Who made the cake then? Not you. The, the caterer. Oh, the caterer. Yeah. But she sent the cake. Was it? Was it good cake? I don't remember. It was delicious. I was at your first wedding. That's right. You yes. were. That's where I heard your mother sing for the first time, and mm. it was unbelievable. Wasn't she something? Your mother Jane. Well, we're going to talk yeah. about Jane and Jack. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Jane and Jack. Because... I'll try not to cry. Okay, try not to cry. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, it's feel hard. free. Can't guarantee. It's feel hard. Free. Yeah. yeah. Well. So just to give our, our listening audience a little background, Francesca grew up in New York City with two sisters and her, I would like to say you had basically like a showbiz background, mm -hmm. a showbiz upbringing. That's fair. Let's do a little excerpt from Wikipedia on your, oh, on your papa, shall okay. we? Mm -hmm. Your papa, mm -hmm. Jack Rollins. Uh, okay. Um, he basically, this is unbelievable. You don't even know where to start. He worked with the then unknown Harry Belafonte. He later became partners with Charles H. Joffe, and they successfully managed the careers of several artists, most of whom were comedians, among them Woody Allen, Dick Cavett, Billy Crystal, Robert Klein, David Letterman, Robin Williams, and Nichols and May. Uh, he was going to work with Lenny Bruce, but Lenny, but he said he was concerned concerned with Lenny Bruce. Yeah, he worked blue, and my dad never yeah. could tolerate it. <laughs> and Robin Williams said during the Cecil B. DeMille Awards in 2005, Robin Williams referred to Jack Rollins as the most ethical man in show business. So basically a tiny life. Yeah. A little tiny A life. real yeah. loser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so easy to rise above. Yeah. And oh, that. Yeah. Married yeah. to yeah. the love of his life, Jane, who was a singer. I have never been so moved. Your mother oh. sang a song at your wedding, your first wedding. And time after time. <clears throat> yeah. Time after time. But the thing is, she. how old was she at your first wedding? Like, she sounded like she was 20 Lordy. years old at the Bonsoir. I mean, she was so gorgeous. Do you want to know something? Yeah. Tony Bennett, who my mother went to high school with. Oh my God. When he was Anthony DiBenedetto, um, has said, and by the way, dad actually handled Tony for a couple of years as well. Okay. Um, Tony said that of all the singers he knew in his life, as in his career, who phrased best was Jane. Jane. Yeah. Wow. No kidding. I got chills. I, yeah. I still think about your mother singing at your first wedding, which was a thousand years ago. Yeah. And I get she, chills thinking about that song. And she sang in the group, The Tattlers? She sang in The Tattlers. She sang, um, she replaced also a couple times, I believe, Ronnie Gilbert in The Weavers when Ronnie couldn't make a gig. Wow. Um, there I were a couple that. of times. So she was friends with a lot of those folky folks. So let's talk about your childhood. Yeah, yeah. You're in New York, mm -hmm. in Manhattan, living mm -hmm. in a fabulous apartment. Mm. And, you know, your dad comes home from the club one night and he goes, hey, I just saw this new guy, Nick, Mike, somebody, Mike Nichols, I want to say, and Elaine May. We should have them over for dinner, Jane. Let's go get some, <laughs> go get some food. Uh, go. Okay. So our go-to for the impromptu, of course, I'm. this is not going to be any news for uh, was Zabar's, naturally. Natch, 
because it's five blocks from the house. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Zabar's because and I, delicious. Yeah. And because I want to talk about appetizing and delicatessen. Okay. Okay. Because a lot of our listeners don't understand what appetizing is. Mm. Russ and daughters. Mm. That's my food nirvana. Mm -hmm. The first thing I do when I go to New York. Go straight down there. To Russ and Daughters on yes. the Lower East Side. Yep. So it's an appetizer store. And I called it up on Wikipedia because I want to clarify for the for the listeners here uh, what we have going on, which is um, an appetizing store is a store that sells food that generally goes with bagels. <laughs> Okay. Mm -hmm. Appetizings include smoked and pickled fish and fish spreads, pickled vegetables, cream cheese, and other spreads. Russ and Daughters, in business since 1914, yep. started by Jacob Russ and his three daughters. The year before my father was born. Yeah. Still there to this day. And yes. they, And you can get belly locks there, which is absolutely to die for. Yep. And my big complaint about LA is that they don't have belly locks out here. They don't have Russ and Daughters out here. And so... Uh, and appetizing stores are considered to be the counterpart to delicatessen because delicatessen has meats and appetizing stores have fish. And it's the only one left. There were 500 of them back in the 1900s. And now Russ and Daughters is like the only one left. And there were other things as well besides appetizers. There were dairy restaurants. Oh, yeah. Which also are gone. There, there was one called The Famous. It was on 72nd Street. Yeah. We didn't go to Russ and Daughters often. No, because you were right because down the street we were, from Zabar's. Yeah, exactly. Every why time would I we say, schlep? Every time I say, right. why would we schlep? Ugh. <laughs> you went there right away. Every time I talk about Russ and Daughters, Jan goes, and Zabar's. I'm like, yes, I know, and Zabar's. Zabar's is also good, but I'm obsessed. I want Nikki Russ Fetterman, who's the fourth descendant, and her, her cousin. I want them to be on the podcast. I want Nikki Russ Fetterman and Michelle Obama. Is that too much to ask? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So, okay, so Jack would come home and say, yeah. Jane, we got to have Robin Williams, Woody Allen, a bunch right. of people over, go get something. And yeah. she would say, okay, I'll go to she'd, Zabar's and get what? And she'd go in and she'd talk to Sam behind the counter. Oh, and, she had Sam. Yeah. And uh, who has, of course, passed away. There's a big, there's a, there's a photograph and a big, you know, tribute to him behind the counter because he was, you know, beloved and known so well known in the neighborhood anyway she would get of course belly locks a big thing of belly locks and white fish salad which uh, nobody can make no nope. anywhere nope like zabar's really L nobody my mother loves white fish salad nobody can make it like zabar's can we can we do a sidebar here what exactly is white fish salad white fish and mayonnaise and onions and celery and I, that's it i no celery no celery. No I don't celery. think there is celery in it. No. No. No, <laughs> no celery. <laughs> there is. There might celery. be. There might be a little. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's is in it. Is it smoked whitefish? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, oh yeah. I, I, want to, I want to fly to New York right now. I have such a craving for this. I fucking I love that shit. I know. And so okay. when whenever we would go up to the farm, you know, we go up to the house, that would be the last thing. Like you would, whatever, the, oh, yeah. all the errands, all the things you yeah. have to do to get done, da 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 yeah, da yeah. And you'd load up the car and you'd load da 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 And then you'd have to stop at Zabar's before but, you could actually yeah. get on the West Side Highway. Because that way it's fresh. <laughs> you go north. Exactly. Yes, and you have to get your whitefish salad for the weekend and oh my god, H and H bagels. So your mother and Sam. R.I.P. So Sam, your mother would walk in and Sam would go, uh-oh. Who's coming over? Oh, yes. How many people do you need? And can I tell you, <laughs> later, when she would go in on her scooter, they, oh. were, they were saying, uh-oh, for other reasons. Oh. 
Oh, God bless her. On more her, than once. On her little scooter. Oh, my God. Oh. She was a holy terror on that Why? Thing. Well, she would set it, the, the, t- the dial. You know how you could be on, uh, on snail or rabbit? Yeah. If she could have. We don't know that yet, but we will 11, soon. She would have. She was a lunatic. Oh, anyway. I love it. Okay. So, yeah. So there would be, um, she would also get, uh, what is that called? Sable. She would get a, a smoked, a whole smoked sable, and she would get whitefish salad, and then she would also get, you know, a smoked whitefish, which is also, I mean, sable is a kind of smoked whitefish. So anyway. wait, she would bring it home, and she would say to you guys, don't touch the whitefish salad until the guests... You, That's correct. Were you trying to, like, go and sneak whitefish before... Of course, and then we would, we would <laughs> and our job was to spend all day, you know, all morning slicing, my father would mostly do the slicing of the bagels, and... Uh, he would? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would slice all the bagels. She would do all the, and then we'd have to do up the tomatoes and onions and capers and, and oh, you know, capers. make for the, for the spread. And, and Zabar's catered, whether they knew it or not, every major, you know, every brunch, every. Well, that was my next question. Like if you had like a dinner party, a planned dinner party, like a real party party. What, what was that like? Was that some your mom? Was your mom hauling ass in the kitchen, or did she have it done? She didn't have it done. No, no. And I no. can let me just interject one quick story about not having it done. Right. You guys, uh, they were out here. They would come out here for several for months winters. in the mm-hmm. winters, right? Right. And they were staying at Carol's house, mm-hmm. and they had a to do with I, I forget. I remember I saw like you know Suzanne Plachette, Tom Poston. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, but they had a thing, and and I was you were nice enough to ask me to come as well, and I said, "What can I bring?" And and I don't remember now exactly how it happened, but it was like bring a fruit salad, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I'll just stop at Gelson's and get a fruit salad." And you were like, "No, no, 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 you get all the fruit, and you have and then to we'll, cut it up, <laughs> and then you got to cut it up, and we got to make the fruit salad." And I'm like, "Well, why would you do that when I can just get a?" already made (laughs) perfectly fine fruit salad from Gelson's and and Jessica's like because you don't know my mother just get all the fruit right and sure enough that's what I had to do and it was like she wanted to sit there cutting up each piece I mean her favorite thing to do I love that I'm like really I'm like yes why would you I love that and I thought and she would get so angry like if you did bring like if you just bought why would you buy already made fruit yeah. salad that's yeah. such a waste and it's so expensive and it doesn't taste as good and you you're not choosing the fruits you're not it's it was there was a be whole incensed. thing a whole thing around the fruit okay salad. so let's let's <clears throat> let's diverge from that so not the entertaining nights but the daily grind of cooking the daily grind was she also particular did um, she do it first of all did she do all the cooking she did all the cooking oh my god all the cooking all the cooking yeah because Jack was busy producing yeah and not there and and I mean was he home for dinner often or no rarely yeah rarely um he loved her cooking of course he thought her cooking was, he worshipped her he, he loved did. her he did he did he Don't did be crying now he would say he, <laughs> he would say well I have two well the one thing he would always say of course was 
meeting your mother was like finding a needle in a haystack. Oh. Said she was the only person I could have married. She was the perfect person for oh, me. Oh, I love that. And he'd say, I don't know if she feels the same way. <laughs> and then I'd look to my mother and my mother would be sitting behind him going, <laughs> not at all oh my god i love it She'd like if i could have found a guy who could dance and carry a tune that would have been better but <laughs> that's hilarious that's really yeah okay and then when we'd sit at the just this other thing we we'd sit at the farm in the outside in the back of the farm and um which was you know his he just adored it and we'd sit back there and he, with his cigar and he would say jesse Marrying your mother was the second best thing I ever did. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, that's hilarious. Yeah. But wait, so she would cook every night for you yeah. guys, for you girls. Yeah, but my mother was a short, she would, she was like a short order cook. Okay, here's wait. how it goes. Wait, each of you said, Mom, I want this, and oh. I'm going to describe God. a typical day in my childhood. Okay. Okay. This is probably going to explain a lot about you to me right now. <laughs> Come home from school, and uh, mom and I'd say, or, you know, class, whatever, dinner time, you'd come home. What's for dinner? And she'd say, Well, I made chicken cacciatore. Oh. But I didn't like chicken on the bone in a pot like that. N no. So. Who are you? Yeah. So then, so I would say, oh, I, I hate chicken. You know I don't like chicken cacciatore. And she'd say, okay, well, what do you want? And I'd say, well, what do you got? So then we'd go to the fridge. <laughs> she'd open up. The, this is like my mother and door. I every night of yeah, the week. Exactly. And she'd say, <laughs> well, yeah. I got, and then she would ramble off a list of all of the possibilities oh, of love what she had in the refrigerator. Jessica, I love this. And then she would make the thing that I wanted. And then each of my sisters would come home and my father. And by P.S., by the end of the night, Nobody had eaten the chicken cacciatore, and everybody had their own private meal prepared for them by my mother, who would say, "Okay, well, what do you want? Yeah, well, what do you got?" <laughs> See, and then she would, <laughs> she would, she was a short order cook. See, a lot of people, insane. yeah, uh, and you're you're the same way with your mom too. And my mom was the same way. You know, I hear a lot of stories, including Dean, where mom was cranking out something that was crap, and you had to eat it, or you didn't get up from the table, no matter how long it took. Most people. That's completely anathema. I have no idea what that means because yes. my mother, if we didn't like something, she she'd would, make something else. Yeah, she, oh, what do you want? Well, I have, you know, this, yes. this, this, you know. Same. It was total like passion and creativity, mm -hmm. but also it was like, um, uh, it was like a love language. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yes. how it goes now, except with my mother, she's like, I'm like, what do you want for dinner? She's like, I don't know. What do you got? I'm like, shit. I got shit. Do you want shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Wow. Yeah. So it's really not the same. Way to keep it real, Jan. <laughs> anyway, yeah. You know, I mean, so, okay, but then yeah. was there one meal that she knew you would all agree on, basically? She made this thing that her... we nicknamed Mom's Chicken. Okay. By the way, she made an incredible chicken. She did incredible things with chicken. P.S. She hated chicken. What? Yeah. She Wait, hated... she made chicken cat. Okay, let's go back she to the She made all kinds of great chicken dishes that she would not eat herself. She didn't like chicken. And she wouldn't order it in a restaurant. Never, never. Oh, my God, never. Never would she order chicken in a restaurant. To, again, to her, that's like, you're in a restaurant. 
Why would you order chicken? But my mother's the same way. I'm kind of that way too. Like yeah. I want to order something that I'm not going to make myself. Yeah. Or that Dean would never eat. Like I always order mushrooms, something with mushrooms because he hates mushrooms. Yeah. There you go. I right. always order something like asparagusy, something, you know, that's veggie, mushroomy. I order escargot just to make Neil cringe. Oh. <sighs> I, I I used to love escargot I until the snails ruined my garden, and now I hate snails. No, yeah. Neil. Neil is the second husband, the father of your that's, children, a mensch of a guy. That is correct. A wonderful And love. he cooks. And he Well, let's cooks. talk about, okay. God so bless. Let's Thank talk God. about the marriage. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your marriage. Okay. So uh, who cooks? Neil, 100%. You know what? Yep. Way to work it, Jessica. Yeah. That's what I want to say to you. Well, let me say this. Way to work it. Two things. Oh, God. When I found out. Fuck. That I was pregnant and we were going to, you know, embark on this together. I said, okay, Neil, here's the deal. I worry for two, I worry for my children for two reasons. <laughs> Number one, I am in a coma every night and I don't think I'll wake up to feed the baby. I, what do I, you mean by that? You fall she, asleep and you're just a dead she, person? Yes. Yeah. I had to be woken for the 94 earthquake that we experienced out. I had to be awakened and pulled out of bed. That's how soundly you sleep? That is correct. Still to this day? To this day. <laughs> what the hell? I, I can't. It's a, it's a family trait. <laughs> it's a great trait. Everyone in my family was like this. Yeah. That's why your dad lived to be 100. Yes. Your mom was 100 too. Well. No, ex she wasn't. Ex except that yes a world-class sleeper except also a total insomniac my father didn't go to sleep till four or five in the morning every night but then he would sleep till two in the afternoon right but i mean that's that was part of his job though don't you think the insomnia part <sighs> being up that because he couldn't wind down from he was going part, to clubs every night part of it yeah, part yeah of he it. had a very nighty kind part of part of it and all the cigars and all the coffee and yeah, yeah, I think if you add it all up, yeah. But he lived to be a hundred. But he lived to be a hundred, so yeah, we all have to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway okay. So, so you're I said, pregnant. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to wake up. I'm worried for that. And Neil said, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you'll wake up. Don't worry. <laughs> There's a magical thing that's going to happen. I don't know how he knew these these things. By the way. He'd never had a child. He, I don't, he's whatever. He's a menchy guy. Yeah. He's like, y y there's a magic thing that will occur. And sure enough, he was right. It, it was magic. And I said, and the other thing is, I think I'll starve them to death because I can't cook. I don't cook and I can't cook and I hate to cook. And um, I don't know how, I, and they'll starve. Well, let's talk about that. And he said, I got it. Oh, God. I will make sure that they eat. And then you said, okay, I will marry you then. That's correct. That I was mean, a good choice. Yeah. Good the choice. cooking would have done it. Not the pregnancy. The cooking would have the done cooking, it for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you cook, I'll marry you. The kid, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's true. Okay, wait. Why the hell do you <laughs> not like to cook? You saw your mother cook all the time. You were in the kitchen with her. She invited you into her kitchen. It's true. She clearly did not kick you out of the kitchen. She showed you cooking, this and that. Yeah. She loved food. She loved creating food. Based yeah. on what I've heard, she <clears throat> loved, you know, the freshness, the ingredients, the creation. You didn't get the gene. I guess I didn't. I, I really appreciated it. I loved to watch her cook, and I loved to be in the kitchen, and I loved to be served you know, and I remember at, 
saying, you know, every occasionally she would say, okay, what should we do for dinner tonight? And I'd always say, let's go out for dinner. And always, <laughs> even though I loved all her food, I, I was right. always up for- Well, you lived in New York. Why yeah, wouldn't you say that? Come on, let's go out for dinner. Yeah. And, you know, they were, they people didn't, they didn't go out for dinner like they do now. They didn't. They, people cooked. Pe families, you didn't go out for dinner yeah. like, I mean, like it is now. It's just, it was a different- vibe entirely and anyway so maybe maybe you went out on a sunday night or something or once uh, every occasionally it was just not a thing you ate at home and <clears throat> and i remember her saying to me honey someday you are going to appreciate a home-cooked meal and going out for dinner is not is not going to hold the kind of allure that you feel it does now and i think I she was wrong i, I remember <laughs> saying telling her she was wrong i said i was like mom mm -mm. no that is mm -mm. never going to happen mm -mm. and so far i've been right yeah okay wait. i mean i do appreciate a good meal home cooked meal but yeah well yeah i mean because you have somebody cooking for you at home yeah god damn is he a good cook he is he's an excellent cook really yeah yeah god damn you francesca i know i can't believe it i know so nothing. Do you ever say, oh, I'll, I got it tonight. Let me I, whip up my signature omelet that I make once a year. The thing is, I, I it, it, it's not that I'm not good. And it's actually not that I don't enjoy it. I'm a pretty good cook when I do it. I, I'm not a confident cook because I don't do it enough. I think if I were made, if I had to do it every day, I think I would be very... I think I would be a lot better at it. I think that you are a very good Jewish cook, which means you can order things really well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that, Jane. You're welcome. Wait you a do second. a spectacular I, job I like ordering. to cook. The thing is, I also like to cook and always did, like for a big... I, w I, I love to cook for a party, um, you know, make a big something or other and, and, and plan a menu and do a whole thing and really put my time and effort into but it's the day-to-day -day. yeah the day-to-day -day is what kills you yeah yeah i want to put a bullet in my head the day i remember -day. working with francesca at freehand together and when it came time to order she's like is this, i'm hungry do you want to oh, let's let's order something for lunch <laughs> and here's me if if there was like you know a scrap of you know lettuce on the floor i would pick it up and eat it and be happy I'll i'm take like okay that. i'm like that's fine let's go i'm good let's move right. on i'd be like mm, here's jessica no. yeah here's her ordering something so she would call up and i'm like yeah i just get me the whatever the number 3 is just as it is it's fine Here's that's Francesca. You, that's you. Here's Francesca on the phone. So, what are your specials today? <laughs> yes. Mm, is that in like what kind of cheese sauce is that? And mm. do you steam it? Do you bake it? Do you stand on one head? Do you turn around and do a little dance? <laughs> is What's the your... cheese sourced from a different farm? Yeah. I mean, and and by the time I, I I'd be like, I'm gonna starve to death while I watch her order this food because <laughs> I've she, gotten better. She she really do took her time. And she really savored. I, I was never like that. Jane, I, it might be my last meal. You never know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, Francesca. Like. You never exactly. know. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, but what about the kids? You have two children, a boy and a girl. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, thank you. Either one? Uh, cooking? Yeah, actually, both of them. Um, Henry, like, 
well, when he got to college, of course, he did the thing that every freshman in college does and declares himself vegan, vegan and whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's he's now graduated, and lo and behold, not a vegan, not so much with the mm-hmm. vegan. Um, <laughs> and so he loves to cook, but he's he's you know slow, and, and you know he's playing music, he's taking his time. I'm too hungry for that, and yeah. I get impatient. Loretta is, um, she wants to do more cooking. She's just been saying this um, recently, but she's a baker. She, that's her love language. So you she, live with a cook and a baker. Yeah. Oh, Francesca. Yeah. Right, let me ask you this about Neil. Uh, where did he get the whole shtick? Was his mother a cook? Was, was oh, The worst. His mother was the worst cook. Okay, this is freaking me out. His father was the cook. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was imprinted with his father's cooking yes. ability. Yep. And he and, became the cook. Yes, and you know the thing is it's not uh, he's not a gourmet type. I mean he like he'll do a recipe. But he I guess he must have watched his father kind of improvise. Improvise and throw it together and it gave him a lot of confidence and in his first marriage by the way. What? Yeah, he also has a prior Yes, he is a prior. Oh, God. I didn't know that. Yes, you all might know her. Mm. She's an actress. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Who? Doesn't matter. You can tell me later. Yeah. Okay. okay. Off mic. I like her. We're friends. It's okay. okay. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah, he cooked in that marriage, too. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> is he looking for a third marriage? <laughs> <laughs> or a fourth? You no. never know, Jim. <laughs> oh, my God. This is freaking me out. Okay, let's talk about your confidence. You said, I'm not a confident cook. No. It's just the two of you right now. Yeah. You're empty nesters. So- even even more so. Can you imagine cooking for the cook and it's just you? Okay, that's something that I never will experience because I'm the cook. Right. Dean will never... No. Say I got it. No. He does never... he grill? No. No. He does nothing. He does all of it. You do all of it. Yeah. Right. So again, when you're dealing with it's think of think of think of it like, you know, here I had this father who was in the business, right? And I wanted to be in the business too. Okay, so that that's that's kind of a hurdle. You know, I used to always say, Oh, if only my father had been a plumber, you know. Everything that I did would have been. Oh, I see. So there was an fantabulous. extra pressure. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same with cooking. Right. If I'm cooking for the cook, where is Mark? How how exactly do you imagine I'm gaining confidence here? Well, he's your husband for starters. Well, you know, he's a dear sweet man, and he'll say, "Oh, honey, maybe you put too much salt in this, but I like it anyway. Uh-huh. Thanks for the effort." I'm guessing it doesn't work out like that. Uh-huh. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. All right, concept. let's talk about LA. <laughs> yes. Okay. So here you are in food heaven, New York. Zabar's down the street. And Chicago. And Chicago. And Chicago. In Chicago. Whitefish mm-hmm. salad for days. Sable locks. And then you move out here. Right. Where their idea of a deli was Jerry's. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And you go Although they have some great delis here, but And then you say to yourself, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also when I moved out here. They rolled up the sidewalks at six o'clock. Uh, yeah. You couldn't get a meal. I mean, you went to Jerry's because w- w- there was nothing open and nobody serving anything yeah. in 
in the evening if you were doing a show or you went to see a show, good luck to you. Exactly. You, what were your choices? Michelli's, if you were in Hollywood, and and Jerry's Deli. Cantor's. Cantor's, Maybe. Yeah. Cantor's. But I mean, so- the food is just... I mean, no, no. This, no. And you said, hey, where's the belly locks? And L.A. goes, oh, we don't have belly locks out here in That's L.A. Right. We right. have Nova, which is marginal at best. Mm-hmm. So where do you go in L.A.? Where are your go-tos for food? Oh, gosh. Well, things have changed so much. Well, since pandemic even, a lot. Well, yeah, but they were already changing. You know, changing. And, and L.A. has become this foodie town, when it was a wasteland. I mean, what was here? Who was here? I mean, I and which was, of course, started back in the day by Wolfgang Puck and, you know. Nancy Silverton. Exactly. And, yeah. and now, but now, you know, it's the celebrity chefs and those restaurants, you know, it's incredible what's happening here. But you know, but those are not the places that you go to on a That's on right. a daily. That's like a five hundred dollar dinner. Yeah, yeah. That I don't want to. I yeah. mean, I just mean your date. I mean, I know you can get great food and pay. You know, I can go to Nobu too and get sure. You know, but, but I don't have a thousand dollars to spend on a meal. Right. But how did you make that adjustment? Like, how did you did you find that the adjustment to the food out here after living in New York and then Chicago was just to me that was like it, it was, was like disappointing. Yeah, it was much stronger than that for me. It was like, yeah, I felt like I was getting th- cold water thrown on yeah. me all the time. Like, what is this? Is just bad. Yep, yep, yep. Like, and the one thing I really had a hard time with it took me so many years before I finally got the hang of it, of remembering to tell the waitress or waiter that I wanted my bun dry when I ordered a hamburger or a cheeseburger because it would come with mayonnaise on it. Oh. I, I Really? I I don't even Oh god, I went to Islands. I remember it happened at Islands. It happened they, Oh yeah. And again, this is the way in which you can tell things have changed that that there's been an influence of, that has come from mm-hmm. the east and from other places to influence the the uh, you know the food scene here because they don't do that anymore you don't get a a hamburger with mayonnaise on it i want a, already i want a dry bun i'm sure I, she went back to the kitchen times? like what the shit yeah. is this bitch talking about exactly <laughs> yeah but but the i remember when i first moved here in 95 that's when i moved out here mm-hmm. 1895 or? oh shut up <laughs> to smack you really hard no i'm not anyway but remember maria's italian restaurant sure. down the street yeah. okay i still go there it wasn't good though when the no. last time i it's not good no it's not it's not it was good it's passable it was good when i first moved out here it was good and now it's not but well okay. yeah these places also change ownership the one in the valley is better than the one on the west side yeah like it they're they change owner, then there's a new somebody owning it or a new chef, you know, new cook who's cooking. And it's, you know, they, they it goes Very. up and down, ebbs and flows. Let's talk about Jewish food. Okay. Why is Jewish food, with a few exceptions, mainly kishka, okay, and I have to say chopped liver, I'm sorry, I'm not a fan, 
why is Jewish food so goddamn good? Why is it so good? Everything is good. Everything. So everything. I would beg to differ on that. Oh God. On that note, although my goyish husband would agree with you. Neil isn't Jewish. He is not Jewish. He just seems Jewish. He, he does is. seem Jewish. He, he is not Jewish. He is 100% not Jewish. Oh. He's half German and half English mutt. And uh, Okay. Yeah. And he loves Jewish food. He will so do I. eat up that gefilte fish. Like, Oh, yeah. That's another thing. I don't like gefilte fish. Oh, he no. loves it. He but loves potato it. pancakes. Okay. So one time we were at Carol's house for Passover or something. Mm -hmm. Is it Passover that you make potato pancakes? I don't know. Hanukkah. 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 And she made potato pancakes, and I was like, oh, I could do that. So then I went home, and I got this recipe. Yeah, no. And then I do it, and I go, no. Jan, try my potato pancakes. Jan goes, mm, no. I'm like, what are you talking about? These are really good. No, they're not. She goes, no, they're not. And they no. were, they really weren't. The Why? Because they were too watery or too oily or too dry? or They were just not good. And mm. I realized, oh, you really do have to wring the potatoes out until oh, you yeah. feel like you're ready to pass out. I have this idea for a gadget, for a potato pancake-making gadget. You know how they make presses? Yeah, for yeah. the dumplings and stuff. Yeah, for for dumplings and for garlic. garlic. Why yeah. don't they make that for? I don't know. I, why but you can't know what? you put shredded? Well, here's the thing. She, Jan goes, squeeze. you have to shred the potatoes by. I'm like, I'm not shredding potatoes by hand. I put it in my food processor with the shredding attachment. And that's your first mistake. You have to shred it by hand. Yep. You can't put it in a shredding food nope. processor. Oh my god. No. Nope. Why? Because be they want hand. to. F they, in order for the potato pancake to taste good, you have to taste the skin and the bone of your fingers as you shred your fingers <laughs> to death. Every it's a special potato. spice. I just want you to do it. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> Don't care otherwise. Just oh want my you god! To do it. I thought my latkes turned out and they were bad. but kugel, <laughs> you know, noodle kugel, delicious. A brisket, come on. A brisket, I'm with you. A on brisket. A brisket. Mm. So what would mom? What would Jane make for the holidays? What was Jane's go-to? What was well, her, what was her seder meal? We were not. Um, we were not uh, particularly religious, and we were not. Uh, you know, um, we were not observant in any way. Did you eat pork as a kid? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. You were that kind of a Jewish person. Yes. My mother gotcha. <laughs> loved um, Saucy Susan. Do you remember that? Did no. you all have that? Saucy Susan. Oh, no. my God. We didn't have Wise Potato Chips or Taylor Pork Roll, so Wise tell us what a Saucy Susan. Wise Potato Chips, the best potato chips They're I've awesome. ever had. Taylor oh, Pork Roll. God. I bought some today at Bristol Farms. They finally fucking started selling it out here. Okay. okay. I don't know if it still exists. Probably doesn't. Probably C cancerous. Who the hell knows? I'm Googling it It's right called now. Saucy Susan. What is it? It was an apricot... Um, I know where you're going with this. Spread. I know where you're going with this. Not a jelly. You didn't put it on toast or something no, like that. No, you did chicken with it, right? Pork. She would get. She would get pork. Um, what are they called? Medallions. She would slather on the <laughs> saucy Susan. Nine dollars on Amazon. You're kidding me. Okay, here's another thing she used to do, and this I happen to know is carcinogenic. I'm totally fucking getting this. How, how it is we're all not dead, I don't know. But um, <laughs> we'll call this living? Anyway, go on. <laughs> Saucy Susan, <laughs> why, why, why am I 100 years old and I just find out about Saucy Susan? So good. Thank you, and you Jane, put it from the, heaven. You put it in the broiler. Oh, delicious. Okay, amazing. Is it like a chutney? Yeah. Like a, like the yeah. hot mango chutney? Yes. That I, yeah, okay. But it's, it's apricot. Like, but it's apricot. Like she just said. Okay. It's, Shut up. It's really good. <laughs> okay. Um... The other thing my mom would do... I'm adding it to my cart. So we would have to fool my father. Okay, it's Ooh, complicated. I like fooling Dean too. It's complicated because my father had been raised kosher. Ugh. Okay. 
So even though he completely rejected that. The dietary stuff spilled over? Yeah. Well, mm, in moments, in periods of his life, it would spill over. Later in his life, for instance, no shellfish. Oh. No, um, no, no pork, he would claim, except he lived for bacon and eggs. So go figure. And, but weird things. But so in my childhood, those were the years he was eating everything willy-nilly. Later, all of a sudden, I don't know, a conscience, I don't know what happened, but then things that were okay 10 years before were all of a sudden not okay. Well, maybe they didn't agree with him. Could be. Well, yeah, that's, let's do a little tiny little sidebar. That could be, I don't yeah. Wanna, I don't want to lose know. the thread of what you were going to say. But like when he came home at three, four in the morning, would he then eat what your mother had made? No. Do you know what he would do? What? He would, this is another funny story. He would come in and he'd say, <laughs> he'd say, Jane, he, he'd come in from the track, usually. What, uh, and he, he, I'm hungry. Okay, Jack, what, what would you like? Ah, just make me an American Dreck sandwich, he would say. American Gleck? Dreck. 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 But he would do it with that little Dreck, you know, the little accent. Right, right. Make me an American Dreck sandwich. And then she would make, she would take out white bread <laughs> and put... Mayonnaise. S- no, no, no mayonnaise. No. Just cheese. Just cheese and bread. Ugh. And, and serve this to him. And he was thrilled, thrilled and loved it. So... <laughs> so one day I say to him, Dad, do you want me to make you an American duck sandwich? And he says, don't use that kind of language with me. <laughs> and I said legitimately, what are you talking? It's che- American cheese. That not that what you always ask for, American duck sandwich, and then you get an American cheese sandwich. That's said, hilarious. That's not what that word means. Correct means shit. <laughs> yes. yes. That's funny <laughs> as hell. Oh, my God. Sh- All right, he wanted so- a shit sandwich. Yeah, and yeah. she would know that that meant American cheese. cheese. Interesting. Because that's how they viewed it. <laughs> it's like they knew it was shit cheese, but they he liked it anyway. It's like Velveeta, yeah. which isn't really cheese. No. No. And it yeah. had to be the Wonder Bread, of course, because that's got the weird, funky flavor of it. American Dreck sandwich. American Dreck sandwich. Yeah. Okay, so so the Saucy Susan. So she would do that. So okay. in the years that he was eating pork yeah we would she she would do that um the other carcinogenic thing that she would do yes i discovered i think i talked to you about this when we had lamb chop dinner maybe jan yeah so lamb chops were very big in my house very big everyone's favorite meat okay and but in the city you're in the city you're in an apartment what are you going to do you can't you don't have an outside grill you don't you can't oh yeah they used to sell ground charcoal in a jar in a like mccormick's like a spice ground up charcoal and my mother would just douse the chops both sides with the charcoal and rub it in rub it on top and blacken them what and put them in are you telling me right now my dear, this is uh, my first boyfriend. That is the meal I served him because that's what, how I knew to make lamb chops. And she darkened them, blackened them with the charcoal and put it in the broiler. Oh, oh my God. I can't tell you 
how incredibly delicious they were. I believe you. And they were still selling this and I was still using this. When I moved here to Los Angeles in 1989, I searched high and low. I, I think I did find a jar finally. It was like the last one. And then I went to get another jar like a couple of years later. And I mean, I think until around 91, 92, finally, yeah. you know, somebody said, hey, hey, maybe not such a great the idea. The American Cancer Association called. Yeah. You better take that crap off the shelves. Can you, can you believe that? <laughs> it's like putting cigarettes on your laptop. Well, I mean, yes. uh, you know, the grilling with charcoal is way worse for you than a gas grill way worse and imagine putting it directly onto um, the meat no. oh my god that would that would be bad oh that'd be very my. bad countless times okay countless uh how was her thanksgiving turkey i'm already counting on to okay her turkey her thanksgiving was fantastic and one year because we she would always have we always had a kind of um oh you're you know you know, your friend is has nowhere to go. Of course, they come over here. We have these huge thanks Thanksgiving meals, and one year she made a turkey, a duck, and a goose. Oh my god! And she made th all the gravy. The goose had to have a plum sauce. sauce, and the duck had to have, I think, orange sauce, orange sauce or oh, something. My favorite. She made all the sauces for all of the. The three things. So and she was hauling ass in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. A lot. She, yeah, she did a lot. Yep. And so sad that, that, uh, I mean, she. Do you guys still have the apartment? No. But you still have the house in upstate. Yeah. yeah. So when you go to the kitchen in upstate, do you see some of her old cooking stuff there? Oh, yeah, we use all of it. Yeah. <laughs> like old colander and, yeah. And, but, you know, later in her life, as she got older and mm, oh, I don't know what the word is, you know, less um, able to able, yeah. less able, less on top of things. Yeah. Um, everything that had been a source of pride and in t for her that had her skills, you know, her driving skills and her cooking skills and all of these things that she was so that she excelled at and she loved to do really suffered. And <laughs> And I mean, we would joke with her about it and she would have, you know, she had a sense of humor about it. But so our friend Dean, another Dean, not your Dean, our other friend Dean would say, here's Jane's recipe for bacon, for cooking bacon. <laughs> Turn the stove on high, <laughs> put the bacon in until the smoke alarm goes off. Exactly. Call Dean to have me come down yeah. and, you know, put out the fire and like that to recipe. For, yeah. So, you know, things suffered later. <laughs> later. To me, but, that's one of the saddest things. Yeah. I've talked about this before on the podcast about the cooking, when the cooking goes away. Yeah. When the cooking goes away, it's like, uh, if you're into yeah. cooking, you know. Yeah. yeah well, and I, I just, rough. I also, I think if you're a, a, a child and you, your mother cooked for you, and it was a magical, wonderful, incredible experience. Yeah. When that goes, that's that's you're you're beginning the grief process. It's hard. It's hard. And mm -hmm. it's hard when the role gets reversed 
and then you're the person who's cooking oh. for the person who that used to cook for you. Yeah, that's what you got going on. That's, that's it's, right. It's yeah. it's it is it's sad. It can be. And I and sometimes you know my mother's ninety four and I'll and she weighs three pounds and right. I'll look at her and I'll just be like, can't you just cook it? Just make it. <laughs> just do just it. Chop those onions, from a <laughs> Get on it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Firma she's... probably could if Jan wasn't always yelling at her. She could probably cook no, something. She but you know, she's she's an incredible. Imagine if she didn't have you. Imagine what most ninety three year olds, yeah, who are in a home or yeah. or still living by themselves, they can't open things. No, no, nobody can. I can't open. I things. can't either. No, it's hard. If you don't have, you know, a kitchen knife. Or a a, a a scissors handy, forget it. Yeah. You, and even then, there are a million things you can't open, and they're starving to death. What and, about yeah. way to bring it way down? Sorry, way down. Yeah, Jessica. I want to briefly we're running out of time here. I want to touch on one thing, which mm-hmm. is like before you were married, because yes. you've been married, you know, a million years. <laughs> like, what did I do? Yeah, how did you survive ramen? Crackers, oyster crackers, and ramen. You, I bet you ate out everything. I I ate out a lot. You oh, had God, to. I, hate I you so ate much out right a lot. I hate you so much right now. You're no, just it's like terrible. Dean. It's terrible. I'm not proud of it. It's not. No, it's not a good thing. I don't recommend it. And it's not. I, I, and I re, and I would go on these kicks. I'd be like, "This is ridiculous. I'm spending crazy amounts of money, and it's just stupid. And I'm not. And I would go to the store and be. I could go to the Ralphs. And just kind of be immobilized in the in the in the aisles yeah. in the crack aisle, and Neil to this day says like he won't let me go do grocery shopping even with a list. He won't he, because he he says you come home with little white paper bags with a pastry inside. Like you don't come yeah. home with groceries. You don't know how to get into the house the things you need to stock a kitchen. And uh, yeah, and I would. I would try, you know, I'd be like, okay, tonight, today I'm making sucker <laughs> and I go and I'd just be overwhelmed. Yeah. In the, in the aisles of the supermarket. And That's it's why kind of I, still true. I really hate to grocery shop. It's yeah. one of my, I, and I do it all the time and I really, really, really hate it. Why? I just hate it. I, I just do. It. It's very, it, it's the have to thing. Yeah. It's utilitarian. It's, I have a list. I have to stick to my list. Mm-hmm. I have to have a plan. I have to know what I'm going to make. Everything is like mm-hmm. so rigid and formed. Mm-hmm. And I hate that kind of grocery shopping. I hate it. Mm. The kind of grocery shopping I don't mind is going into like some really upscale grocery store. Right. And say, oh, that looks delicious. Oh, oh let's try let's that. Let's try that. Or, I know. But then I feel like. I, but that's not grocery shopping. No. Exactly. No, that is not grocery that's shopping. boutique shopping. Which that's right. is the only kind of grocery shopping I like to do. All right. We have a couple of minutes left. What's your go-to favorite restaurant in New York right now? In New York? Yeah. Well, I can tell you what my family's go-to favorite restaurant has always been. What? Peter Luger's. Oh, that place is fantastic. Yeah. The and steakhouse? Yeah. It's still there, thank God. And it was every birthday, holiday, Christmas, Christmas dinner. Where is that restaurant? Brooklyn. In- Oh, it's in Brooklyn. Okay. And we used to go in the when it was body dumping grounds. <sighs> it was body dumping oh, grounds God. and in the middle Peter Luger's. Peter Luger's. Yeah, have a steak. Now it's, you know. Have a steak. Okay, so you're heading to New York in like a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. I'm insanely jealous. Will I go? Who knows, but yeah. What are you talking about? No, I mean to Peter Luger's. Oh, no. But I mean you're going to have fabulous food. Oh, can I just tell you I started to tell you mom's go-to dish. Oh, yeah. 
and I and I got to sidetrack. We have it. She had a, a chicken dish that she called Jane's chicken, and this is the recipe, everyone. And you can alter it, and it's it's a crowd pleaser. Um, get uh, chicken tenders, uh, cook them, fry them up in a little olive oil and um, Italian breadcrumbs. You know, progresso Italian breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. and then um, and put them in a in a dish when they're done, like a baking dish, like a like a glass baking dish. Yeah. You mean okay, yeah. yeah. In another pan, uh, while the chicken is cooking, cook up some onions and uh, some mushrooms if you like, or not in Dean's case. Or you can do it without the uh, without the mushrooms. Or I without do. Dean, <laughs> or without Dean, um, <laughs> and c- cook that up. You know, cook them nice and garlic. Any garlic? No, no, no garlic. garlic. Okay, no. Um, and uh, in that mixture, at the end, she would put. This was her philosophy. If you ever got into trouble when you were cooking, just add sour cream. Wow. To everything. Okay. And your life will be fine. I'm in. So she would add sour cream. For the health conscious among us, you can do the same recipe with yogurt. It works just fine. I do like the sour cream. Sour cream. Because, you know, on, you want, the, go. You want live, the fat. Live you want a little. the, That's the a, flavor. Live a little. Okay. That's you, a Mel Brooks thing about the Catskills and the sour cream and the juice. He tells it's really fucking uh-huh. funny because it's like the Jews and the sour cream. It's that's like pints that's the, and pints of that sour is cream. Your, the answer to your question of earlier, like why is Jewish cooking? It's because of the sour the cream. Sour cream. My favorite, sour cream. my favorite Jewish blogger Deb Perlman of SmittenKitchen.com posted a recipe. It's raspberries and sour cream. That's you, it. You know what the recipe is? Raspberries and sour cream. Yes, wow. delicious. My father would have bowls of sour cream and cottage cheese. That's a very typical dairy restaurant. I'm in. Perfectly happy. Yep. I'm in. Well, so listen. You, th- you pour the mixture. Just pour this mixture that you've made in the other pan on top of the chicken, and stick it in the oven for five minutes. Okay. And that's it. And I'm going to make that. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, wait. I forgot the most important ingredient. This is super important, actually. I'm an idiot. Lemon. You have to put the lemon, oh, yeah. squeeze lemon in the egg batter that you're making the chicken. You know, you're you're doing an egg. Oh, wait. You left out the egg. Yeah, you left out the whole battering thing. Well, I mean, when She's I not said cook, progresso, Jen. when I said progresso, I thought... Well, you... those are breadcrumbs, honey. Yeah, but you have to have something for the breadcrumbs to adhere Thank to. God well, Neil I thought is... it was Thank the God oil. Thank God Neil is the cook. It's not oh, the oil. It's, the, it's okay. the egg. Make your egg. Make your egg bet, you think. Squeeze your <laughs> lemon in there. Put the egg, Put the tender in the thing and put it in the progresso and put it in the... Yeah. That okay. much I know. That's a simple... And how yeah. long do you cook it? Do Just you know? Till it's, yeah. till it's till done. Till it's done. Till it's done. She's not a cook. Okay. She's not done. Okay. We'll ask Neil how to make okay. it. Okay. I'm can, sure Neil knows how to do it. You can tell. You can tell when they're... We'll chicken your tenders hu- don't, don't take very long. You just... No, they we'll don't. We'll ask your husband, honey. And and then at the end, <laughs> just squeeze some lemon on top. Oh, oh, delicious, delicious. Delicious. That sounds good. Listen, it's, really it's been an honor having you here. It's been so fun. Thank you so I'm very, now hungry. Very, Thank I know. You God, for... I'm craving sable and whitefish and mm. all this craziness. I just want some sour cream. I just want to eat a whole pint of it. All right, listen, till next time, people. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.